It's Saturday morning. Must be about time for the Cummins Real Estate Group show. Well, it's that time again. It's a Saturday morning, and it's time for the Cummins Real Estate Group show with Michelle 1L Cummins. No G, right? Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, you know, it's only <laughs> taken me like six months to figure it out, Michelle. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> so uh, our hot topic today is a hot topic, but it's also like the entire show. I thought it was very important to bring on Brian Smith from BC Assessments right here in Abbotsford because... Everyone's getting their assessments right now, and it is a huge topic. I'm getting phone calls and emails from everyone saying, hey, Michelle, the assessment, the assessment. So it's very exciting. It's a, uh, a hot topic right now. So thank you so much for coming and being here with us and sharing some insights on BC assessments, Brian. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. He says that now because we're just starting out. Mm-hmm. We haven't hit the hard uh, questions yet. Give it 22 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We may need a longer show today We may need topic. a longer show. There's a lot of questions. I know people have a lot of questions about this because you get your envelope, you open it up, and you go, yay, the, how, the price has gone up, or, oh, man, that means my taxes has gone up, or, oh, it's gone down. Is this bad? Are my values gone? So people probably do have a ton of questions, and I'm sure that's where you're going to go with the question line, because what do I know? <laughs> and I've noticed a lot of the assessments are different percentages they've changed, even in the same municipalities. So like my mission property went up 18%, and uh, the property I have out in Agassiz went up uh, 17%. And uh, I've had uh, different clients kind of close together in, in in the area that they're in, but not quite the same house, but different percentages. So I'd love to to ask you, because I know our listeners are going to want to know, Brian, is how do you, how does BC assessment, how do you come up with uh, the assessed values? Yeah, it is a great question. So, you know, real estate is based on location. So hearing that uh, different properties in different locations changed in the different percentage increase, you know, that makes sense. Uh, we, we look for properties that have sold that are similar to your property to give us an indication as to what your property would sell for. So we'd be looking for a property, for example, if you're a 2,500 square foot house on a 7,000 square foot lot and your house is five years old, we'd be looking within your kind of general market area to see as to what that type of property is selling for and use that as an indication as to what your property would sell for as of July 1st. And I think that's key is, is that, you know, we use a point in time. So each year we provide you with an annual appraised value as of July 1st, and everybody within the province is treated that way, regardless if you are a commercial property, a strata property, or uh, an industrial property. What is your property going to sell for as of July 1st? And that's an interesting thing. A lot of people don't know that. They get their assessments at this time of year, and they think it's based on today's value rather than July 1st's assessment of the previous year. Because, uh, for instance, just today checking on uh, the benchmark price in Abbotsford for detached homes actually is 0% when it comes down to year over year today. And townhouses, 7.7% and condos went up 9.6%. But it's not always necessary that the assessed value goes up at the same amount because there's so many different adjustments you take into uh, account, correct? 
Yeah, you know, we, it would be awesome if we could give you, um, you know, a January 1st assessment notice based on what your property was worth as of January 1st. But uh, we, we're responsible for over 2 million different properties that we have to provide an annual assessment for. So it does take us a little bit of time. So we look for, you know, the properties that sold in around July 1st. So we'll look for properties sold before July 1st and slightly after July 1st and get an indication of what those uh, properties are are worse. So when you are looking at your assessment notice today, it is going to be a couple of months old compared to the information that we were looking at to determine your assessment. You know, we'll see that in rising markets where your assessment may not be too low compared to, uh, you know, where the market is currently today. And also it may be the same or it may be actually decreasing as to what your market value is as of today, but in relation to July 1st. And how do you get in updated information for people who renovate or add bathrooms and bedrooms and square footage and such? We, we a variety of different sources. Um, building permits are the first source that we look for. So if there's a new house under construction, um, you know, they would have taken out a building permit with the local municipality. We would work with the municipality to get the building plans and the information about the, um, about the new construction. And then we'd be adding that to our assessment system. We also look for other systems. Um, we utilize uh, sales that have occurred that for renovated properties. Uh, we look at um, uh, doing information returns. We actually send out letters to property owners saying, have you done any renovations to your property? And they provide us details back. We also utilize uh, technology to reassess properties. So we use um, street front imagery. So we have a van that drives around and takes a street front photo of all the properties uh, within a local area. And then it's be very similar to Google Earth. And then we utilize satellite imagery and then something called oblique imagery, which gives you the ability to fly around a house and look at a house from four different angles. So that way we can see inside the backyard and see if there's been an addition or see if there's been some sort of renovation that we can't see from that street front imagery, collect that information and make adjustments where our inventory is not correct. That is so interesting. I was wondering how you did that. Um, I want to ask too, uh, last year, I had a property listing, and it was a um, mobile, uh, well, it used to be, manufactured home, I should say, and it was decommissioned, and it was uh, now a detached, but on the assessed, it actually still said it was manufactured home, so you guys were ga- great. We gave you a call. You guys came out within, I think it was 48 hours, and uh, we had a look at it and, and then changed it on the assessed value, but we couldn't list it until that was uh, fixed and because the title said one thing and the assessment said another. So you're really quick to uh, return people's calls, I find. Yeah, we have we want to make sure that we get in touch with our customers within 48 hours. Uh, so when you do call, that is our expectation is that we will respond to you within a 48, you know, within a 48 hour turnaround. Um, you know, we love talking to the public about their properties. We also, you know, we learn a lot uh, from the public about their own property, um, as well as the, the general area in those conversations. We do enjoy talking to the public and, and addressing any concerns that they may have. Because different areas, if it's districts and, you know, there's different building permit and rules, and sometimes they don't have as much information as well. So you as the assessment board may not know a lot of information because it's not there for you to uh, attain from the district. Yeah, we, we do have a very good working relationship with most with all our municipalities. 
Um, so we do get a lot of information, but you know, with two million properties uh, mm-hmm. that you know we're responsible for, there are bits and pieces of information or changes that do occur, and paperwork may not make it our, the way over to us or be done differently. So in the case of uh, a manufactured home that does get de, uh, deregistered, you know, that may just be a piece of information that we just didn't have uh, have, and the property owner is the best source of information on their property. Brian, I was going to ask you, how does the assessment board, how do you come up with the assessed value for farm status properties? So farm classes is based on what properties are being used for. So if you're a farming uh, property, are you meeting the test of an agricultural use? to the farm regulations, so a bit, you know, legislation heavy. But um, if you meet the test for farm class, uh, that means that if you are a property that is uh, less than two acres, your farming income is more than $10,000. If you're a property between two and 10 acres, your farm income needs to be $2,500. And if you're greater than 10 acres, you need to be $2,500 and and slightly above that. There's a bit of a formula associated with that. So we uh, get information from the property owners or from the farmer, and they provide us with those incomes, and then we apply farm class to that property. Those farm class uh, assessed values are legislated. Uh, So through an order in council uh, with the BC government, they provide us direction on how much um, uh, particular acreage should be uh, should be assessed for based on the farming activity that is occurring as well as the type of soil that it is. So there's seven classes of soil and they have seven different assessed values. Interesting. And how is it that you come about assessing ALR land about the same way? So an ALR land property uh, follows the same as market evidence. So we look for what properties are selling for within the ALR that have the similar ALR uh, restrictions and based on those sale prices, we'll determine what your property should be assessed for if you don't have farm class. Is there a percentage that you can kind of average out? For what sort? Of a discount of, for ALR land? No, there is not. I think it's dependent. You know, ALR land is large acreage with no development potential. And in uh, acreage with development potential, that, that does sell for more. Um, but depending on, you know, location and factors like that, that percentage does, does vary. Now, assessments are, uh, if it's farmland, it, it tends to be a lower assessment because you give farmers a break. Is that how that works? Yeah, it is. So, you know, for example, you could have a property that, you know, it may sell for $5 million and, uh, you know, has a very nice house, estate home on it that will be valued at, you know, assessed value of $1.5 million on the improvement. But the land value may be only be ten dollars or $20,000 to account for the fact that there is farming activity that is occurring on that property. And that could be anywhere from hay, blueberries, raspberries, uh, cows, you know, any, any type of qualifying uh, ac- uh, agricultural use. Is there a percentage of the property has to be used for that for it to be labeled a farm then? Or? It has to meet the income requirements, okay. especially in your ALR. Uh, if you are in the ALR and you're using, you know, uh, 50% of the property and 50% of the property is not being used for farm class, the entire site will fall for that. If you're outside of the ALR, the rules do uh, apply slightly differently. All right. Well, uh, people are probably going to have all kinds of questions, and I think it's uh, pretty easy to find you guys online. But what's BC Assessment's website address? Yeah, so you can find us at uh, bcassessment.ca. Um, we have lots of great information. We'll provide, uh, you know, overall throughout the entire province what the different uh, market values have changed uh, for all property classes. So within BC, we have nine different property classes and we report on how those property values have changed. Uh, 
So bcassessment.ca, and you can utilize our assessment search feature, which gives you information about your own property, uh, what properties are assessed for around you, as well as to provide you with some uh, sample sold properties so you can see what has been selling for in your area that we deem would be similar to your home. Very I cool. use that site every day. Yeah, I, well, I've had a look at it myself a few times here and there. Now, Michelle, if people want to have a look at your website address again, uh, what would it be? michellecummins.ca. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more right after this. All right, we are back with segment two of the Cummins Real Estate Group show with Michelle Gwinnell Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope, and our special guest here. I'm not going to call you Jeremy because <sighs> we already you. made that Thank mistake you. off air. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> see, I got it, see, uh, from BC Assessment. Now, Brian, I was going to ask you, uh, you know, how have assessments, you know, how are they looking around the province right now? What's it looking like out there? Yeah, I have some interesting numbers, you know, it's always, you know, interesting to share. So, you know, we, BC Assessment assesses just over 2 million properties. So we're sitting at 2,067,000 properties around the province. And that would be anything from a university to a single family house, a strata, um, even even the linear uh, linear things like pipelines and um, you know, optic cables, they all get assessment. So that the, the value associated with that is is one point nine nine trillion dollars this year. So we're just pushing into that two trillion dollar mark. Uh, eight years ago, we just pushed a trillion dollars. So within a ten year time frame, uh, sorry, within an eight year time frame, we've seen significant market appreciation on their assessment role. Um, just as we've seen the markets going up, you know, year over year for the past number of years and uh, as it continues to be quite an active, active market. Uh, new construction this year is sitting at just under $32 billion from around the province. So that's from anything from a new house to a new commercial, commercial building. And the majority of the properties within BC, so about 88%, are going to be residential properties or have some sort of residential classification on them. So that... Overall, that $1.99 trillion equates to uh, $8 billion worth of property taxes for all the local municipalities around the province. Wow. And do you know what that is uh, percentage-wise of the year over year of how much it's gone up? Oh, for this year, it's uh, seven, just over 7% uh, is what the assessment role has increased from 2018 to 2019. For all of BC. For all of BC. Very interesting. And average prices or average percentages, the change, how does it relate to properties? So your 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 change or your percentage change is important in, in relation to property taxes. So if we use the city of Abbotsford, for example, uh, last year, the residential um, class one properties increased by 11.86%. So that number is important. So it depends on how you fall within that 11.8% as to how what the impact would be on your property taxes. So if you increase by just over, just around that 12% mark, uh, you likely see you know no or minimal change to your property taxes. If you've increased less than 12%, uh, you may actually see a property class decrease. If you've increased more than 12%, then you might see a property, class, property tax increase. So how, how you fall within that percentage change is important in relation to how your property taxes will be impacted. Uh, another number I can share with you: uh, the the city of or district commission is sitting at twelve point six percent, and uh, for the folks that are in the township of Langley, uh, they're sitting at eight point one seven percent, and those are just for residential class one properties. How do you depreciate the houses on the assessments per year? So 
the the improvement value associated with uh, with a property is uh, not always a representation of what it would cost to build that property. It's a, what's called a market-adjusted cost. So the first thing we do is we look to see what vacant land is selling for within your area. So if we know that a 7,000-square-foot lot is selling for $700,000, we know what the, that lot would be worth. Then we're looking to see what house and land sells for. So if we see that within that same area, an older house is selling for $900,000, we know to get to that $900,000, we need to apply a $200,000 improvement value, which would be the cost of the vacant land plus the the contribution of that house to the overall house and building sale price. I suppose you do it by age and much like an, uh, an appraiser or a realtor would do. Yes, we, we know that the older houses uh, would uh, that have not been renovated will have less of an impact on the overall sale price and therefore the overall uh, assessed value. They won't carry as much weight as, as the land would. Newer houses would be carrying more weight. At what point does a house's age kind of become a factor where the house is worth not a heck of a lot? Because no matter how much you put in it, you know, the property is worth this much, but the house, even with all these renos, eh, it's still not worth a lot. Is there a certain age where you kind of get into a point of... Well, it's all about land now. I think that there's no, I can't give you, say, it's 1971, and that's the age. It, it is market dependent, and it varies based on location, even within municipalities. So, you know, the older homes definitely uh, don't carry as much weight to the overall value within, within the lower mainland here. But if you go to other communities within BC, those older ho- homes uh, still carry a lot of weight. Uh, to the overall sale price. So it is very market dependent. And, you know, I've seen homes that are 10 years old uh, that are getting demolished uh, to build a new house on. But I've also seen homes that are, you know, 50, 60 years old that are getting demolished uh, to build a new house on. So depend on, you know, the market in the area. And those are the big factors that determine that. Well, this question might be for both of you, actually, because I've been to a few open houses here as Michelle's trying to find my wife a new house. Well, me too. I go with her, but uh, my wife's the boss. Uh, so we've um, we've been to some of these houses and you look at the listing and it says, oh, this is a five bedroom house, but then you get in it and it's really, it's only four. You're counting that as a, as a bedroom. Is there is there a criteria things have to meet to be a bedroom or, you know, a den or whatever else like that comes into play for the for the assessments? For our purpose, uh, if a if a room has a closet, um, we would count that as a bedroom. But within our overall valuation, uh, the bedrooms are informational purposes. They don't drive a lot of our value. We're really looking to see the square footage of the house. Um, we know that the bigger houses likely would have more bedrooms, um, and the smaller houses are going to have less bedrooms. But uh, we don't factor that into directly into our assessed values. Uh, and the bathrooms, you don't either. The, the bathrooms we do, okay. um, so the number of bathrooms, the more bathrooms, because there's a, a cost component associated with that in addition to the square footage, um, so we do take those into consideration, but uh, the bedrooms we don't. That's for informational purposes. And now, Michelle, from your point of view, now, if, is it the same thing? Does it have to have a closet to be a bedroom technically? Actually, technically, it has to have a, a bedroom has to have a window and a closet. Mm-hmm. An office has to have a window, doesn't need a closet, doesn't have a closet. And a den doesn't have a closet nor a window. So those are the three def- defining terms for rooms. Okay, because yeah, I know in a couple of these open houses I've gone to, I'm like, it says five bedrooms, but I'm only counting 
four or three. There's no closet. Then and it's I'm really going, an office. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that that kind of clears that up then. Yes. You. Got I think it. you can use anything for a bedroom, right? Just put a, <laughs> just put a mattress down in the middle of the kitchen. It's call a, bedroom, it a bedroom now. For advertising purposes, yeah. uh, you're not allowed to. But yes, <laughs> definitely, exactly. Bedroom kitchen combo, very unique. That's right. It's a it's a suite. <laughs> <laughs> now, Brian, if somebody wants to it uh, appeal their assessment, they feel oh this is way too high. This is not my actual value. Um, how do they go about doing that? Because the expiry date to do that is the 31st of this month, correct? Yes, it is. So uh, there's information on your assessment notice about how to appeal. And I'll give the overall kind of you know key notes that you need to take away. Uh, we encourage everybody when you get your assessment notice and you feel that it's not an accurate representation of the value of your property, again, as of July 1st, uh, go to our website or, or give us a call. Uh, you can reach us at one eight six six value bc um, or website bcassessment.ca. Uh, we'd be more than happy to talk to you, try and explain some information about your assessment. Uh, if you don't get the answers you're looking for, you still feel that it's uh, too high or, or too low, as we do have people that do appeal based on that, uh, you do need to get your appeal in before January 31st. And that can be done, again, on our website, bcassessment.ca, appeal your assessment form. There's an online form that you fill out, and then somebody from the uh, assessment office will be in contact with you about your appeal. How long does it usually take for them to get in touch with them? So we have a very finite uh, appeal time frame. Uh, so the deadline is January 31st, uh, starting February 1st until f- uh, March 15th is when all the appeals within the within BC will be heard. Um, so that's the time when we'll be getting in touch with you, providing you with some comparable properties that have sold that support your assessment or uh, talking to you to address any concerns that you may have. And that is appealing to the property assessment review panel. If you're not happy with that decision, then you have the option of going to the property assessment appeal board, which that takes place um, after March 15th. And that's a little bit longer of a process. So if they have an appraised value or appraisal on their property uh, by the date they appeal, it would probably be a wise decision rather than waiting until the March or whenever the appeal, whenever they meet with you. Yeah, if you do have an appraisal on your property for in and around that July 1st and it's significantly different than uh, your assessed value, uh, definitely, you know, give us that information. We'll take a look and and provide. You know, assessment is an art. It's not a science. Uh, So there are going to be dealing with ranges. And, you know, if if your property is assessed at a million dollars and and you have an appraisal for $980,000, that probably falls within the range. But if it's starkly different than than that million-dollar assessed value, definitely give us a call. What do you have more people complaining about, too high or too low? <laughs> well, typically most people complain about it being too high. That's right. But, uh, Unless they're trying to sell, then they, no, no, it's it's too low. <laughs> yeah, you know, some people, a variety of different reasons why, you know, they, they feel they want to appeal or inquire about. Um, but, you know, they some people just want to make sure that it's right and... Um, ensure that you know their fair share is uh, being assessed and then further uh, property taxed. All right. So again, if people want to have a look at their assessment, maybe they didn't get it in the mail for some reason, they can get it all online? Yes. Yeah, so through assessment search, if you don't have your assessment notice, one, you should have your assessment notice. We do have e-post available um, but we uh, or, or through the regular mail. Uh, so if you don't have it yet, definitely give us a call and we'll make sure that you get a copy of it. But you can also see what your property is assessed for at, at bcassessment.ca, the assessment search feature. Um, it gives lots of information there about your property, your neighbor's property, and then what properties are selling for within your area. 
All right. Well, that's uh, pretty much uh, our time. So if people want to go to BC Assessment again, what's that web address? <laughs> BCAssessment.ca. Yeah. Make sure we get that. And Michelle, once again, your web address? MichelleCummins.ca.